0: we Let's see how I do. This is the first time doing this. It makes me
1: nervous. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Discount Ticket to a World Unknown. I am Michaela, and I'm Catherine. And we would like to talk today about our favorite parts of Harry Potter
0: and the Sorcerer's Stone. We are excited to tell you all our favorite parts. We kind of already told you in the last couple episodes, but we're going to sum it up in a nice short episode today, just to talk again about everything we loved.
1: <laughs> yes. So. I will go first. My favorite, honestly, in the very beginning, my favorite part is the snake scene. The snake scene is just so much more detailed compared to the movie. And it really captured my attention reading this because when you watch a movie and then read the book, it's it kind of you're just reading the same things that you've seen already. But this snake scene is the first scene that really like captured my attention whenever reading this book for the first time
0: yeah I the only thing that I can remember from the snake scene because it's a lot like the movie so it kind of blurs together but my favorite thing from the book in the snake scene is when the snake goes um what is it adios amigos or something like that yes that is like wonderful writing right there and I will always remember
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that being
0: a great part of that chapter. That was great. And the fact they didn't put that in the movie is terrible. I know. It was like golden golden absolutely and they, just, they just didn't use it exactly and then yeah.
1: my next scene vernon going mad okay i really love this because it just you don't really go in depth in the movie about the fact that it did drive him really mad the letters everything they were so determined not to let harry know about his family about everything and it just made him go so crazy <laughs> and i just loved Just the depth that it took into him going crazy.
0: Vernon went so mad that he, like, basically went on a leave of absent from his job to get them the fuck out of that house so that they couldn't get to the letters so Harry wouldn't know what he was or who his family was. And so, like, that is never expressed in the movies and it's such a, like, key point, I feel like. So I enjoyed that as well. Yes.
1: Yes, and then you you have to love... Hagrid and Harry's time together.
0: Yes, yeah. You can't, you can't hate on Hagrid. He's just a big, cuddly... Half giant. Yeah, any any
1: scene with Hagrid in it
0: is my favorite.
1: Hagrid and Neville.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, I love Neville. Neville in this book is like honestly, like I love Neville in this book more than I love the three main characters. Absolutely, I agree. Like a lot of my favorite scenes have Neville in them.
1: So yes, and then um, I really do love the meeting the Weasleys part, and then meeting the twins. Um, in the book at you the just first like Love the twins in general I do I love the twins I love their mischievous behavior it's just I, something I vibe with
0: yes I know that's why I'm like you just love the twins yeah so any
1: part <laughs> involving the twins I I love it's my favorite part
0: I yes I do enjoy the twins a lot and I think that you are gonna just fall in love with them more and more as these books go because their character development is so much better than in the movies that you're just gonna like lose your shit.
1: <laughs> Which makes it worse because I saw
0: the movies. I know one of them dies. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, I know. And well, so here's the thing. When it comes to the twins, when I personally, when I watched the movies, I was not heartbroken as much as I probably should have been over the fact that one of the twins dies. When I read the book, I was like stabbed in the heart kind of feeling. Like I was like, oh my gosh, she's gone. And I never experienced that with the movies. So if that doesn't tell you how much of a difference with the twins it, between the movies and the book, I don't know what is going to tell you.
1: <laughs> I just... I just need me some more Weasley twins. Oh, I, honey! I read the second book and then I started the third book, and, and then now we're going back and rereading. So I haven't, I didn't read the third book. So I just need more.
0: Let me just tell you, the Order of the Phoenix is the best book of the twins, oh, and um, you're just gonna eat all of that up. I, you're just I bet gonna eat it all up. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs>
1: All right, so we meet the twins, we meet the Weasleys, Ron and Harry have their part. And then obviously, you can't forget the great part of Draco getting bitten by Ron's rat. Oh stabbers. my gosh, yes, you
0: can't. You can't forget that best scene ever of the train scene. It should have been in the movies. The movies are whack for not having it. It was freaking brilliant.
1: And it's all because they wanted to cut, I don't know if they wanted to cut detail and move it, like the meeting between official introductions between draco and harry and ron i really don't like the fact that they made that in hogwarts they they do that on the train and even hermione's part everyone is just
0: thrown in there well and you and in a lot of the other books you meet a lot of the other characters on the train so it would make sense for them to meet on the train especially because the train is like where everyone mingles because that's the biggest amount of time that they have before they're being watched by teachers
1: well not to mention the in the first book the very first train ride there is no sorting Mm -hmm. they're really just a group of children who find out they have powers so they're supposed to be mingling. They're supposed yeah. to be doing introductions. There is no like divide like there is in the other books.
0: Right. Right.
1: So I feel like it's a great part to have introductions. Yes. And then they decide to
0: not do it. Wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. Very. Which wrong. makes
1: it a really favorite part of mine is the trend. Yes.
0: Yes. And I just love the ironic part of the fact that who ron's rat is later on in the series yes and who he um basically becomes i don't really want to use the slave the word slave um what what is a different loyal word? servant loyal servant there we go um he basically becomes a loyal servant to the malfoys in uh Voldemort. so like the fact that he bit mal uh draco malfoy in the first book and then later basically becomes a servant to him it's, it's very funny very funny
1: yes all right and then you know we finally jump into you know what's in the book and then what's in the movie like everything's kind of the same you know little differences and then my favorite parts in this book are the ghosts and their character development really they don't really go into detail about ghosts. And I feel like if you're a wizard and the supernatural or, you know, the other world is real, the main thing you should be talking about is ghosts and they, they mention that in the book. They they talk about it more in the book, but they don't do that in the movie, so no. I really loved that about the books, and and Peeves, of course. Oh, they yeah. don't put Peeves in the
0: movies. He's you, you love Peeves, and I don't blame you for loving Peeves because he's a pretty great character, and he's a mischievous. That, that's yeah, my brand. <laughs> it, it really is your brand. It really <laughs> is your brand. I fall for the The poor, like, helpless little Neville, and and you love all the mischievous characters. (laughs) So, but, I mean, I love Ginny, too, and she's more of, like, a powerhouse person, so.
1: Yes, yes. And she, I mean, you don't really get to know her until the second book in general. And you don't even, she doesn't even have a a good part. You don't get to know her. She's just introduced.
0: You don't really get to know Ginny until I want to say the fourth book. The fourth book really brings out Ginny's character. So just know that any Ginny situation is going to be my favorite. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> just like we're going to be talking about the books and there's going to be Ginny note, Ginny note, yeah. Ginny note, Ginny <laughs> note. <laughs> yeah. I, Ginny is my favorite character. I love her so much. Her, I love her, Hermione, and then Neville. Those are like my three favorites.
1: Yes. Well, I feel like mine are the twins, Keith's. I mean, I love Neville. I can't, I can't say that I don't love Neville because I do. It's just the characters that stand out to me are the mischievous ones. I, yes. I love I love the extra character that it brings to people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I don't blame you. I, I do love the twins. Don't get me wrong. I, twins are one of my favorites, but I would say my top three are jenny hermione and then neville
1: yes all right so another (laughs) part another part my favorite part um friendship developments you know when you watch movies things especially movies that are based off books or a series or anything it's really compact it's it's so squeezed in there and so together and they don't really build up to that friendship in the movies so the friendship developments in the book are my favorite. Like, I love the friendship developments.
0: Yeah, I. it is more enjoyable and makes more sense in the books than in the movies. Yes. I agree with that.
1: Another great, um, a great part, the Quidditch. So details, it's easier described. The, the game of Quidditch is easier described in the books. And there is more involvement like they involve the game of Quidditch more in the book and you know there are so many great parts and little details that happen that they did take out during the Quidditch parts that were
0: my favorite. Yeah I did not truly enjoy the Quidditch games. However, I enjoyed the things that happened on the outside of the Quidditch games, especially the part where Malfoy, Neville, and Ron fight. That is one of my favorite parts of this entire book. Then Ron's like, I gave Malfoy a black eye. Yes, yes. Well, and I just love that like Neville is like, like Finally standing i think up for ron himself. ron starts it and then was like fuck this let's go <laughs> let's go it's like it just joins in i i it's, I love it it's pretty great always great it's my favorite part uh, like honestly like out of yes. if i would just sit down and think of one thing that was my favorite part in this book them fighting that would be my favorite
1: your top list
0: it, it would be <laughs> i would You're- skip the ultimate
1: favorite
0: yes I would skip the whole book and I would just reread that just again and again and again because it's so great I just love it <laughs> yes
1: well in truth I feel like my ultimate top favorite part to this entire book would probably have to be the dragon scene just really? f- yes so they mention the dragon, but they do things differently in the movie to the book. But in the book, it really describes how much passion Hagrid has for animals. And just the, the behind-the-scene involvement or developments that the dragon scene really pieces together for the plot, I really love that. Because that, it kind of does bring it all together. Because, you know gosh what the hell I lost the train of thought again what the fuck I need more coffee all right think of
0: where you were going with the dragon thing no (laughs) okay well then (laughs) we'll just move on if you remember it we'll come back (laughs) yeah
1: well I just loved that they really piece that together and the dragons and then Charlie you know his standing in in the family and, and what he does it's just I
0: love those extra details and then fucking hell anyway you just can't remember anything about this dragon but it's your favorite part of the whole damn book (laughs) no i wrote it
1: down there and i had like a little note like the dragon and then i'm just like what about the dragon (laughs) (laughs) anyway i've basically concluded that i don't have much else to say that i can remember (laughs) well
0: another thing that i loved and it again has to do with Noel, because he's one of my favorites um I love the whole scene where Neville comes back to the Gryffindor common room and um, has that leg locking curse and had jumped all the way to the Gryffindor common room um, and Malfoy did it or whatever and he's complaining about how Malfoy made the comment that he's he doesn't fit in Gryffindor or he's not brave enough for Gryffindor or he doesn't have enough I don't know I don't remember the exact quote, but I just remember Hermione helping Neville, which I thought was adorable. And then Harry sticking up for Neville and saying that he is worth 12 of Malfoy. I just think that that character development right there just like makes, just connects it so much for later on that I, that's probably one of my favorite moments, especially between Harry and Neville, because they have a lot of coexisting storylines and for, for them to stick up for each other really is I love seeing that genuine connection
1: absolutely and then you have Malfoy who is constantly teasing Neville and then Neville's just turning the cheek just like you know I'm just going to let it happen because I don't want to instigate anything aggressive and it just speaks of his character like his genuine character
0: yeah yeah and it speaks a lot of it just speaks a lot about Harry's character in that scenario so much just because it shows how much he wants to stick up for his friend it shows that harry is trying to fight back on his trauma basically because he had a lot of trauma from that so absolutely and he doesn't want neville to go through the same thing so there we go (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) which we don't we don't even really talk about the fact that malfoy and his friends are similar to dudley and his friends and we don't really we didn't really actually bring up that Harry did so well facing Malfoy and sticking up for himself to Malfoy but he never had the courage to for Dudley
0: yeah and I think the difference is um is that Malfoy is Malfoy is basically on his own he just has two stupid guys standing behind him and though Dudley has the same kind of scenario at school when they get home Dudley has two huge giants behind him that can do a lot worse to Harry than the two idiots that Dudley has at school. I think mean, that's the difference. Yeah, and
1: magic, the idea that he can use magic to defend himself helps.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um our, our next favorite scene is um kind of the same You said trapdoor, I said chess scene. So you start since yours comes before mine. Okay. But it's all the same like chapter. (laughs) Yes.
1: The entire trapdoor scene is my favorite. And it's because it's just so much more detail.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, the devil's snare, that is different. And they made shit up in the movie they oh, made yeah. up their own shit but this it actually explains and it blends with the the magic and the book and the per- like just everything so the devil's snare i really liked that part it was very simple
0: explanatory yeah and in the the whole thing from ron telling hermione that she's a wizard or she's a witch and basically use her wand <laughs> yes it was like but there's no wood that is a great like written scene i love that
1: that yes because in the movie in the movie she's a know-it-all she knows everything magic is her thing it's it's the aspect that she just really she just grows in it Mm -hmm. it's just what she really loves and they don't actually mention hermione sticks to the fact that she was a she was born a muggle
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) but. It doesn't really show in the movies. Honestly, I think the movies kind of changed her character because they didn't want to show her weakness. But um, Hermione is more book smart than she is situation smart. And that scene right there showed you that. But they don't bring that up in the movie. No, they don't. So uh, reason why it's also my
1: favorite part. (laughs) Yeah. They just have things, even the little details matter sometimes.
0: Yes. And for the
1: trapdoor scene, the little details matter. You know, they go into all of the professors creating these spells mm-hmm. for the Sorcerer's Stone, and I don't—I'm not sure if they actually bring that up in the movie or not. Uh, that all of the professors.
0: Um, I think so because they because I think um Hagrid says something along those lines to help prove that Snape isn't after the Sorcerer's Stone because all of the professors have put up an obstacle to get to the Sorcerer's Stone.
1: Yeah, well, something they don't really take into consideration is, you know, all of the professors put a spell on there. And Snape, I loved Snape's spell. I loved that scene after the chessboard. I loved it. So Hagrid brings up Snape, right? And him putting a spell on there to prove that Snape's involvement and trying to obtain the sorcerer's stone isn't there or whatever mm-hmm. but they don't actually have snape's spell in this in the movie no
0: which i i was just thinking about that and i was like that's kind of stupid but right <laughs> See, <laughs> like exactly. i was literally just thinking about that and i was like they did mention snape putting a, a something in for to protect the sorcerer's stone but yet they didn't show it <laughs> that's literally where my head went so you and i in the same thing yes the the dots here yes (laughs) not covering their tracks very well no they're not they're not i honestly wonder i mean i have the movie so i could probably look and see if it's a deleted scene but i wonder if they meant to and they just deleted it because they were like that's too long either it's too long or it just doesn't look right doesn't flow yeah it's possible um but i love the chess scene Because I, again, it's all about the character development. I really just love the character development in that scene. I love how calculated Ron is and it just shows him to be more than just like a, not necessarily a buffoon, but like just someone that's there to make Harry laugh or like yes, be silly, comic relief. Like it really shows it's more than just comic relief. And it actually gives him a... A knowledge arc I would say because he actually like comes forward and makes the decision and he isn't told by anyone what to do it's like all him he he makes the decision to sacrifice himself for his friends and that's um a huge character development s- scenario for Ron
1: yes because when you're introduced to Ron he's a Weasley he's like mm-hmm. the youngest boy in the family you know there's so much expectation weighing his shoulders and you he's always defined by the Weasleys his brothers his family and then he just really develops himself
0: yeah and and I think and another reason I think that I love it so much is because it pulls him out of being the youngest like one of the youngest Weasleys and it makes him actually shine which is like something that he's always wanted to do and I think that he did it yeah, and I think that he finally proved to himself that he could, and so it really like is an important part of his development. Absolutely, I agree. Do you have anything else about the trapdoor scenario I... that you loved? No, but okay. No, but... <laughs> then we will move on to my next favorite scene. Um, it's the whole scene with Dumbledore in the hospital. Well, it's honestly like right before that, and then Dumbledore in the hospital. I absolutely love that um, they have this part where Harry hears someone yelling his name before he passes out in the um, last section of the trap door. Um, I, and then I love, absolutely love the development of Dumbledore and Harry's relationship in that whole scene with Dumbledore in the hospital, because it, it really shows how much dumbledore cares for harry and how much like he did to help harry through this part because he knew that harry would probably go after voldemort once he found out that voldemort was behind this and he did everything he could to prepare harry for this and then for him to like explain everything and give harry more background and then like talk about how he ran into the trap door and went and saved harry and was afraid that harry was gone like that he had gotten there too late like that whole section is just like so like heart wrenching and adorable at the same time
1: because there's someone that just cares for Harry yes. like a like a
0: father figure like he never had. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, and and I just I have always loved Harry and Dumbledore's relationship. Like I love that bond that they had. A re-
1: relationship they that they don't actually build in the movies and no. still it's just
0: there yes and so i've yeah i've always loved those that that relationship and so to see it start to grow in this scene is just like i just love it i it's just one of my favorite like parts so and to get to know everything behind the scenes that has happened throughout the book and just to make it like all mesh together and make sense and just like wrap wonderful. it up
1: like a yeah. present with a big fucking the yeah
0: <laughs> exactly exactly
1: (laughs) it just wraps up the entire book
0: oh yes 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 yes. and it gets you ready for the next part of it (laughs) ah
1: yes so then there's the goodbyes so in the movie you know they're saying goodbye they say write me you know he goes with the Dursleys but in the book it's just like I don't know why it just grabbed at me like I had to. I know what was going to happen at the very well, end, because it's the
0: same thing as the movie, but for some reason, it just. It's not the same thing as the movie. In the movie, their goodbyes happen at the train station at Hogwarts. In right. the book, they get on the train, hang yes, out. Yes, you're right. So that's what it is. And get to nine yeah. and three quarters and yeah, get goodbyes there.
1: Yes. In the book, you know they're saying their goodbyes and then the Dursleys are gloomily just like waiting in the corner just like mm-hmm. waiting for Harry to come back home sadly they don't really actually want him to come back home but they yeah. had no other choice yeah so yes and I, I just really loved that that scene really captured me at the very end it, it was nice to read that at the very end before ending this book a book that i had already seen the movie yes
0: so. and it kind of ties it up and shows you that that these people actually really care for harry too because they're they're very offended by dursley's demeanor
1: yeah and it really shows you just how far things changed for harry you know this year that he had with his friends really changed him and really changed his idea on relationships and you know, in general, because he actually had relationships. He never had any friends, you know, he never really had any family, Mm -hmm. no one to care about him. And then he's leaving Hogwarts with so much love. And then he's looking at his situation with the Dursleys like, yeah, it's a terrible situation, but I have my family, my real family who actually care about me here.
0: Yeah. And they're only going to be gone for like three months. And then he's right back with them. So exactly. (laughs) The despair isn't as long anymore. (laughs) Just
1: something to look forward to. And, you know, obviously not knowing what's going to happen to him Mm -hmm. later on, he expects letters. He expects to maybe spend the summer or something with the Weasleys Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So he's just going with a smile, just like, you know, I know we don't like each other, Dursleys, but let's get at it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that is the end of book one. And all of our favorite moments. We have enjoyed talking about book one with you guys. And please email us or message us on uh, social media or anything that you want to do and let us know some of your favorite parts or some, some of the things that you agree with our favorite parts. So, whatever you want to do, you can email us at discount ticket number two world unknown at protonmail.com, Or you can obviously find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can talk to us there.
1: (laughs) Yes, talk to us, communicate.
0: Yes, we would love to hear your favorite moments. I promise we will respond if you send us things. So (laughs) Um, don't forget that we have Patreon. So look us up on Patreon. I believe that all you have to do is go to patreon.com and look up discount ticket to a world unknown. And you should find our page and be able to subscribe to be a patron and be able to get background information ask us questions maybe even zoom with us and talk about the book you never know so go check us out on patreon <laughs> and always listen to the next episode where we talk about book two harry potter and the chamber of secrets
1: yes join us for the ride <laughs>